Hey, everybody, white rural rage in real time. We cover it, and it's pretty remarkable. I think you're going to enjoy this segment. And then Glenn Beck joins us to talk about some breaking news of the FBI going after one of his employees. Email us, as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Subscribe to our podcast and become a member today at members.charliekirk.com. That is members.charliekirk.com. So get involved today, members.charliekirk.com. Email me as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Noble Gold Investments is the official gold sponsor of The Charlie Kirk Show a company that specializes in gold IRAs and physical delivery of precious metals. Learn how you could protect your wealth with Noble Gold Investments at noblegoldinvestments.com. That is noblegoldinvestments.com. It's where I buy all of my gold. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. Can you govern a country if you hate the people that make the country work? The current regime controls everything. They control Hollywood. They control the financial sector. They control social media. They control the intel agencies. They control the bureaucracies. They control the criminal justice system. They control the colleges. They control public education. Despite controlling basically everything, being wealthier than ever, being closer to power than ever, they have a pathological obsession, a fixation, on people that have very little, on people that have lost a lot, people that have given a lot. They have an obsession, despite earning five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars a year, despite having multiple homes, many of them living wonderful lives. They have a deep-seated bitterness, a contempt. They don't have a contempt for the Chinese Communist Party that is poisoning the country via fentanyl or cartels that are invading the country. They don't have contempt for our leaders that are completely disconnected from the well-being of the country. No, they have contempt for a very specific group of people. Imagine having more money than you know what to do with. Imagine being in places of power, having palaces from Malibu to Paris. Sun Valley, Kenny Bunkport, Martha's Vineyard, Aspen, Colorado. Imagine being able to call up senators whenever you want, access to White House Christmas parties. You, on the surface, have it all. But there's a problem. There's a very serious problem. There are a group of people in Enid, Oklahoma, in Prescott, Arizona, in Kalispell, Montana, that don't see the world the way you do. And that is unacceptable. It is completely unacceptable that there are people that live on farms, that don't live in cities, and they see things differently. The way that the current regime is talking, they're talking like imperialists. They're talking as if they're trying to colonize a land, not trying to govern it, not trying to heal our differences, 
There was an extraordinary social media clip that went viral yesterday. And it got misreported because it's even worse than what people were saying. On the surface, it looks as if this is a couple of professors who said, oh, uh, white rural voters are the problem. Uh, They're a problem to the country. No, 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 no. They wrote a book about it. This is considered to be premier research by professors. This is considered to be scholarship. Again, they're wealthier than they have ever been. The stock market is higher than it has ever been. They are in a place of power. And what keeps them up at night is a plumber who's a veteran earning $65,000 a year in Tupelo, Mississippi. He pays his taxes, goes to church, has a MAGA flag. He's a threat to the country. I want you to write down that term I just said, threat to the country. If you think I'm exaggerating, listen, play cut 120. Rural rage, the threat to American democracy. And Tom, we'll start with you. Uh, why are white rural voters a threat to democracy at this point? I mean, we lay out the fourfold interconnected threat that white rural voters pose to the country. First of all, and we show 30 polls and national studies to demonstrate this. So we provide the receipts in Chapter 6. They're the most racist, xenophobic, anti-immigrant, and anti-gay geodemographic group in the country. Second, they're the most conspiracist group. QAnon support and subscribers, election denialism, COVID denialism and scientific skepticism, Obama birtherism. Third, anti-democratic sentiments. They don't believe in an independent press, free speech. They're most likely to say the president should be able to act unilaterally without any checks from Congress or the courts or the bureaucracy. They're also the most strongly white nationalist and white Christian nationalist. And fourth, they are most likely to excuse or justify violence as an acceptable alternative to peaceful public discourse. That's considered to be scholarship. I want you to think about how demented these people are. Their work is not about trying to improve the country. Not about trying to say, hey, you know, we have a wide open border and there's 15,000 illegals coming into the country every day. Hey, we're borrowing $2 trillion a year. No, no, no. The problem is white rural voters. Their names are Paul Waldman and Tom Scaler or Shaler. This new book, White Rural Rage, is about you if you live in a rural part of the country. But it's bigger than that. They're just trying to find the only acceptable punching bag. Let's call this what it is. This is bigotry. This is racism. This is disgusting, repulsive language and behavior that is laundered and repurposed on MSNBC as quote-unquote scholarship. Paul Waldman is a senior writer for the American Prospect. And Tom Shaler, I believe, is a professor. Yeah, that's who teaches your kids. There's no C in that. Tom Shaler, professor at the University of Maryland, Baltimore. There is an intellectual hit job occurring right now. The current makeup of the country is very simple. That if you own land, believe in God, question the government, you're a threat to the country. The only group you're allowed to hate is white rural voters 
or just white voters in particular. We have talked about the war on white people openly on this program. This is another piece of evidence of that. White rural rage. He said that you, if you are a white rural voter, you're a threat to the country. Excuse me. They're a significant portion that of the reason why we have a country. They disproportionately, white rural Americans disproportionately serve in the military and fight wars. They're 20% of the country, 44% of the Iraq and Afghanistan enlisted service members were white rural Christians. So they fight all the wars that they want to deploy your sons and daughters to. They're the most patriotic, the most faithful. You know, it'd be really interesting to ask Tom Shaler and Paul Waldman, what is the crime rate of a white rural voter? And then I don't know, what's the crime rate of an average person in downtown Philadelphia or Chicago? Who's, li- who's more likely to cheat on their taxes? Someone just from the Upper East Side in New York or a white rural voter? Who gives more to charity? A white rural voter or an average person from San Francisco? No, none of that matters because their politics are bad. Because white rural voters are the most conservative voters in the country. Why? Because they own property. They're disconnected from D.C. They have to grow, a lot of them, their own food, produce their own goods. Because of that, you're a threat and a threat to the country, as they would say. And make no mistake, they will try to turn you into a kulak. We've used that term before and we'll reintroduce it in just a second. Hey, everybody, Charlie Kirk here. There's nothing worse than hearing about people living in pain. That's why I want to tell you about Keith from Washington and his Relief Factor story. After years of activity from college football to running a martial arts studio, at age 51, Keith's body felt like it was wearing out. So he gave Relief Factor a try. Keith says he now has, quote, little to no pain in my knees and highly reduced neck pain. Feeling so much better, he pursued a second-degree black belt. If you're living with aches and pains, see how Relief Factor, a daily drug-free supplement, could help you feel better and live better every day. I know so many people that have taken Relief Factor and they speak highly of it. Developed by doctors, Relief Factor truly has helped so many people take back their lives. So get started. Try the Relief Factor three-week quick start. It's only $19.95 and it comes with a feel better or your money back guarantee. So visit relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. That is the number 1-800-4-RELIEF. Relief Factor. Get out of pain today. ReliefFactor.com. White rural rage. That is the only group you're allowed to hate. If you went on MSNBC or the media and you said, hey, you know, there's a real problem of inner city gang violence largely perpetuated by young blacks. Oh, you're a terrible person. You can't say that. You, you can't even mention it. You can't even whisper it, even, even though it's, it's, it's a big problem. If you were to say, hey, you know, there's a big problem with Venezuelan crime happening right now. Can't, can't say that. No, but the one group you're allowed to hate, the one group you have permission to criticize, are the folks that have dutifully served this country. Here's a question for the authors of this book. On Memorial Day, July 4th, and Veterans Day, are you more likely to see American flags in white rural Christian communities or in liberal San Francisco? Are you more likely to see American flags 
in flyover country, the Rust Belt, do the authors of this book care about patriotism? Of course not. These folks are those that pay their taxes, work with their hands, provide your food. They fix your streets. They fight in your wars. They police your streets. And they've seen their beloved communities. The factories close. The schools have to go through budget cuts. Busing have to be enforced because there's not enough population to justify the continuation of schools that they grew up sending their kids to. Favorite restaurants close, but they're told that they're the problem. You know, see, the problem is not Goldman Sachs. The problem is not Google. The problem is not the fact that we just spent 250 to $300 billion to Ukraine. The problem is not that we spent trillions of dollars in Iraq and Afghanistan. Oh, by the way, thank you, white rural voters, for sending your sons and daughters to go die in that war for us. The problem is not that the 1% is richer than ever before. No, no, no. The problem is Hank. The problem is Hank from Sydney, Nebraska. He hunts, he fishes. He owns a gun. It's Hank from Sydney, Nebraska, who is really worried that the country that he served in Vietnam is collapsing. And we must destroy Hank. Because the way Hank votes makes it harder for us to obliterate the nation. These are folks that look after their neighbor. They clean your driveway for free when there's snow. They'll drive you 80 miles to a hospital if there's something wrong. They're there to watch your kids. They're the last remnant of the social contract that built the country that Alexis de Tocqueville marveled. The last remnant of old America is in the rural pockets. And part of it is a sad sight. A lot of opioids, a lot of fentanyl that have come into these communities, but they still have a love for the country. They will be the first ones to run into the line of fire if we were to be invaded. Well, we are invaded. They're the first ones to sign up for the military, the first ones to give money to charity. They rush in to help when you're in trouble, in need, in danger. They're hated because they believe in duty. They hate it because deep down they cause shame in our elites. Because those lunatic, demented authors of this book have never done anything for their country. But you know what? Hank from Sydney, Nebraska served his country in Vietnam. Oh, he's the wrong skin color. He's a white guy. He believes in God. And they say it's rage. It really is sadness. You go to white rural America, they're frustrated that they have done the right thing. They educated their kids. They paid their taxes. They didn't commit crimes. They served their country in the military. They were police officers, firefighters, and teachers. And then they have to be lectured by these administers of drivel to be told that actually you're the problem. The problem is not the fact that we're $35 trillion in debt. The problem is not the fact that we ignore the United States Constitution or that we lock down the schools, we push an mRNA gene-altering vaccine, or that we have a war a month in Yemen. We have a war brewing with Iran and Ukraine and Russia. The problem is you. You. They're watching a world gone mad, and of course, they have some thoughts about that. They have some opinions, and maybe we should listen to them. Maybe instead of being a threat to the country, maybe instead of being demonized, maybe white rural rage will save this country. The world is in flames and Bidenomics is a complete and total disaster. 
but it can't and won't ruin my day. Why? Because I start my day with a hot America First cup of blackout coffee. It's 100% America and 0% grift. Blackout coffee is 100% committed to conservative values. From sourcing the beans to the roasting process, customer support, and shipping, they embody true American values and accept no compromise on taste or quality. Look, you got to check out right now blackoutcoffee.com slash charlie or use coupon code charlie for 20% off your first order. That is blackoutcoffee.com slash charlie. Be awake, not woke. That's blackoutcoffee.com slash charlie. Check it out. Promo code charlie. Joining us now is Glenn Beck. Uh, Glenn, thank you so much for taking time for us on this breaking news day. Uh, Steve Baker, who's an investigative journalist with The Blaze, has now been arrested by the FBI. For what exactly, Glenn? This is an outrageous story. Please walk us through it. Uh, He has been arrested for four misdemeanors. He faced the judge about an hour ago in leg irons and shackles. Um, he w- was, um, the first misdemeanor was being on property, uh, that was national security blocked off. That, that's everybody who was there, including the New York times, ABC, NBC, CBS. He was there as a journalist. Then they said that he paraded, uh, and, uh, was disruptive. Thank God we have access to the footage now. Thanks to our speaker of the house. We got the footage. We are now editing every single piece of footage where Steve is in in the Capitol. He is doing nothing but standing by his camera, his tripod, or taking pictures or writing. He is acting as a journalist. This is completely outrageous, completely outrageous. Glenn, you have been warning about this coming tyranny for as long as I've been listening and learning from you. I, I know it's probably an exhaustive question to answer, but, you know, did you ever really think it would get to this level this quickly, this flagrantly? I, uh, you know, I've always said, I, I hope that I'm wrong. I don't want to be right about these things. I'm terrified if I'm right. Um, and now we are seeing all of it come to fruition. I mean, Charlie used to watch me when you were a kid and on Fox and, And it was all in the distant future, if, 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 if. And uh, and here we are. And what they're doing to Catherine Herridge uh, from CBS, CBS just dumped her like garbage on the street. And the feds have come after her because she reported on Chinese infiltration in our schools and she wouldn't reveal her source. So she's out of a job. And the government is because she she went to a source that had accurate information about Chinese infiltration. We are not the United States of America. If people don't stand up and demand that the House and the Senate cut off funding for the DOJ until they stop harassing journalists, uh, you don't have a free country. This is the free but. I talked to Alan Dershowitz today. I called him up and I said, Alan, I never thought I would be in this position. Can I hire you? He said, Glenn, I I won't take a job from you. I'll do it pro bono. This is freedom of speech. He said, we're done as a country if this continues. The stakes have really never been higher. And the traditional liberals seem to be cheerleading this, Glenn. And I know you've covered this extensively. Um, And now the traditional liberals that have become leftists. I mean, we still have Alan Dershowitz, who's a free speech guy and you know, we have Matt Taibbi and Schellenberger. There's still some guys out there that are free speech people. 
what is the end game for the regime by doing this? And Glenn, I can't help but think and allow me to speculate. Are they trying to raise the temperature of the pressure cooker to create a volcano? I mean, if you want crazy things to happen, you arrest journalists. Yeah. And let me tell you something. What they what they really want is what Trudeau did in Canada yesterday. I don't know if you saw um, the House bill. I think it's 60 S 63 up in Canada. And it looks like it's going to pass. And it is the most draconian bill you've ever seen on free speech. It, you can turn in your neighbor with um, with information that you don't ever have to reveal who you are. It's all secret. Um, if you are afraid that they might say something that would be like hate speech, not even say it, you think they might, they can be fined $20,000 and you don't ever get to face your accuser. If you've said anything at any time on any platform that someone finds hateful, they can report you and you can get, get this, life in prison. They don't even give life in prison in Canada for murder. And Canada is a is becoming a trial run, like a dry run of what is coming here. And, and Glenn, you know, you and I had had a dialogue recently, and I don't want to talk about everything we said privately. But one of the the essences I know you'd be okay with the saying is that we have to be disciplined at this moment because when they start arresting people like Steve Baker, who looks like a high school algebra teacher, I mean, this guy's not a threat to the country. He does, right? <laughs> He does. Yes. He's there yes. taking notes. It's just they almost want us to snap, Glenn Beck. We can't snap um, because that is what they're trying to make us do. And, you know, in the in the documentation from the FBI, you know, words are not action. There is nothing in the videotape that shows him doing anything. But three days after he said things like he was on a podcast. And he said, um, uh, I was in Nancy Pelosi's office and, uh, unfortunately people had trashed her office. Okay. Not bad. But then he said, but I kind of wish I would have taken her computer. Cause can you imagine what was on that computer? But he didn't take it. He didn't destroy her office. He was reporting. And then three days later, he said the same thing I would have said. I wish I would have taken it. Can you imagine if we had that, Charlie? Can you imagine what was on that? That's not against the law. No, in fact, that, that is, is an per- no, That's explicitly <sighs> protected by the law, Glenn. You're allowed to speculate. You're allowed to, you're allowed to in the future say, oh, you know, could you have imagined? By the way, they do this all the time with Trump on cable news, Glenn Beck. They also, the journalists have also recently been watching for Donald Trump to get in his limo when he was in trial on trumped up charges and they come out and the journalists have a hot mic. They don't know it. And they are saying, I wish he had a convertible. Can you imagine what would happen? Wouldn't it be great if you could shoot him like they shot Kennedy? If, if they're today, we're going to see in Georgia, if this judge doesn't uh, throw the book at, Fonnie Willis and her boyfriend and all in that scheme. This, I, as I said to Dershowitz today, we were talking just like you and I were talking. And I said, I can't believe it, Alan, this thing that's happening in Georgia. I, I said, I've seen a lot of perjury, you know, in the past 
with, you know, O.J. Simpson, stuff I thought was perjury. These, these people got on the stand. She, her lawyers wanted to stop her from testifying. She was eager to lie. She lied with zeal. And if that stands, there is no justice. There is absolutely no justice. You want to go after Steve Baker for being on property that he shouldn't have been on, then I want the journalist from the New York Times who climbed through a window at the same time Steve was walking through the front door. I want them arrested. Have they even been invested? That's amazing, Glenn. Has anyone from the New York Times or how about the documentary crew? No, for, of course not. No, not even investigated. Of course not. No. And Steve, when he was done, the FBI called him, you know, I don't know, a few weeks later, a month later and said, uh, we're going to charge you with, I can't remember what it is, but it was making money over state lines. And he said, what? And he said, they, the, you've sold your footage to, uh, I think it was HBO, to a documentary film company. Uh, he gave it to the House of Representatives. I think he sold it to one of the major news outlets which is always done. If you have footage for Zapruder, you can sell that. Um, it's your private stuff. So he, as a journalist, independent at the time, he sells it. They first come to him and say, we're going after you for making money on this over state lines. His attorneys rip them apart. Then nothing. They say nothing. Then he comes to work for the Blaze, and we fund him putting together because he went in with the house and he got access to all of the footage. Nobody had that. And so he started taking first people he took down, the two guys that testified where the people got 20 years in prison. The two people that testified on behalf of the government were lying. They weren't even in the place where they said they were at. They're in a different building entirely. And people went to jail for 20 years on that testimony, all lies. Well, why hasn't that been? What, where, where's the media on this? Everybody's trying to get, you know, people out of jail that have done wrong. And, and, and maybe there was a, a flaw in the case or whatever. These people were lied about by the federal government. And Steve proved it. The next thing he was on was, what was Kamala Harris? The reason why we know that threat was completely bogus is because of Steve's work. He showed all of the cars, the person who found the pipe bomb, the meandering around after they knew the Secret Service allowing children to go where the pipe bomb was. That's Steve's reporting. And I'll tell you, he told me yesterday afternoon, he said, Glenn, I am this close to proving. And he told me what he was working on. I'm telling you, it's regime changing. If he can prove this, and he says he can, if he can prove this, it's regime, it's all over. It's all over. Uh, and that's why they're putting him in jail. Not for anything else. That. F final, that, that, that is a big statement, Glenn. Huge. So th it's obvious that he's a threat. I want to emphasize one element of this, Glenn, that you mentioned, and I want to zero in on it. Can you just talk in one minute the significance of Speaker Johnson supplying these tapes to you and how helpful that is? So we could, none of this would have been shown, and Steve would have no defense against the government if it wasn't for these tapes. 
all of the people that they have bamboozled and have thrown in jail or prison, um, all of them don't have a chance without these tapes. And the government has held them because they know they're lying about it. Uh, and Speaker Johnson has come out. He has been very helpful. In fact, today he just announced because of this, the first tapes that they're releasing 5,000 hours of video they're releasing today on Rumble because of what Steve is going through. And then every week they'll have another 1,500 hours available. I think there's 10,000 hours that it can be uh, freed up. But now it's up to citizen journalists to put the cases together. For the first time, the people who are sitting in prison, their attorneys can go and exonerate wow. them. And that's all going to be found on Rumble. Is that right, Glenn? They're uploading them all to Rumble. So Rumble, and it, that is because of the House. Yep, and it's because of the House Speaker. That is that is excellent breaking news. Glenn, thank you for being generous with your time. Uh, thank you. We're going to support Steve anyway. God bless we can. You. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you. God bless. Bye-bye. From MSNBC this morning, another notable tape that kind of continues what we were talking about earlier. Let's go to cut 149, please. What are we supposed I to do can't. with that? I mean, see, why do people are actually voting? Is, is there really one languages. person voting for Not that guy? Who's, how stupid truly would you have to be? Foreign. He can't complete a sentence. He can't complete a thought. He he talks about Crooked Joe is the uh, blood of countless victims. This is vicious violation. I mean, he just does he again, even like think about what he's going to say? Does, does somebody prepare? give him a little piece of paper know. or something? He, like because that that's clear. He doesn't. He doesn't even think. Well, are they talking about Biden? That's a real tough. They're being they're being really tough on Joe Biden there. They are being real tough. No, they're talking about Trump. And this is this is the spin, the lying that the media engages in. I watched Trump on Hannity last night. Sean's been a friend. He's a great guy. Sean did a great job. Trump was excellent. He was focused. He was fair. He was forward thinking. Let's play a little uh, tease here. Talking about how he spoke with the parents of Lake and Riley, play cut 141. Just one week ago, a beautiful 22-year-old nursing student from Georgia was barbarically attacked, almost unrecognizable. The monster that charged, uh, charged in the death is an illegal alien migrant who was led into our country and released into our communities by crooked Joe Biden. He's crooked. Joe Biden will never say Lake and Riley's name. But we will say it and we will remember. We're not going to forget her. It's been just a horrible story that we've had to live with for the last few days. The story is growing. It personalizes the border crisis. Thousands of people coming into the country have no idea who they are. They have stopped doing DNA testing, stopped doing background checks and releasing them into the interior of the country. Donald Trump was asked by Sean Hannity, well, what do they want? And Trump said, well, it could be for votes. Or it could be that they're stupid. But most likely is that they hate the country. And yes, they hate the country. And let me connect two things together. They want white rural America to disappear. Don't take my word for it. They wrote a whole book about it. That white rural America are the worst people. 
Well, they're doing that through a daily replacement strategy. Joe Biden did not go to the border to fix the border. He went in there to get progress of how Project Great Replacement is going. And Project Great Replacement being administered by Alejandro Mayorkas, now impeached, and Joe Biden, for them, is going very well. They think that if they make white rural voters vanish, all their problems will magically go away. But deep down, these are demented, broken people. They're depressed. They have deep-seated mental problems. And just blaming Hank from Sydney, Nebraska, is not going to make your life better. In fact, the more you talk the way you've been talking, you're awaking a once decent and now active sleeping giant. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Email us as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Thanks so much for listening and God bless. For more on many of these stories and news you can trust, go to charliekirk.com.